Welcome to That Guy Game Reviews, where we like long walks along the beach. And by beach, we mean from the couch to the fridge. My name is Sean, and today we are going to be doing another deep dive into the past as we review the Mega Man X Legacy Collection. Now, the version I'll be reviewing is on the Switch, however, a lot of the same notes could apply to either the Windows PC, Xbox One, or PS4 version, save for a few subtle differences here and there. So go ahead and grab yourself a nice cold beverage, and let's go and get this show on the road. So how have y'all been? Y'all been staying safe out there? I know a lot of states are starting to open up a little bit, so definitely, y'all please be careful out there. You know, it's no excuse for us to drop our guard. You know, definitely take care of yourself. Stay safe out there. ThatGuyGameReviews at gmail.com, facebook.com slash ThatGuyGameReviews, or Instagram at ThatGuyGameReviews. You can also leave me a voice message at anchor.fm slash messages slash ThatGuyGameReviews. I'm debating on whether or not to set up a Google Voice number. I want to definitely see if y'all have any thoughts on that, any kind of ideas saying, hey, you know what, yes, this could work nicely, or no, you're a blithering idiot, and you need to go through and, you know, go look for something else to do. I mean, if you're going to tell me that, at least, you know, be nice about it, but I digress. That's just me trying to be a wise ass. So, uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and let's hop into some gaming news. So I've been wanting to go ahead and start talking more about some gaming news articles I've seen that just say, hey, you know, I think this would be really good for the podcast or things that just have me kind of scratching my head. So let's go ahead and let's get into this. I've got three articles to work with today. First one right here looks like Nintendo has revealed three new Amiibo figures. This is from uh, comic book slash gaming uh, or comicbook.com, depending upon what you're looking at. And it looks like the ones we're seeing right here, there's one for the Wings of Ruin Amiibo for uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2. Let's see, what else? There's going to be one for Ina holding a Rathalos egg, a raised wing Ratha, and Tsukino. So, this is actually going to be going ahead and tying out with the Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin game for the Switch. So, I personally have not played the first Monster Hunter stories, but from what I've seen when I played Monster Hunter World on the PS4, it actually is a halfway decent game. Granted, yes, it's going to be one of those ones I'm going to have to sink a lot of time into, and you know, ultimately that's going to require me stepping away from the division for a little bit. So, you know, kind of take that with a grain of salt. Now, over to uh, PC Gamer. So it looks like Google is kind of in some hot water you know as y'all may have heard stadia was promising 4k gaming and that whole claim right now is coming back to bite it in the butt and google's not the only one in this uh, fix its software and bungie are all targeted for you know the alleged misleading of the consumers so uh let's see here so it looks like uh they were talking about the initial claims of doom eternal running uh at 4k on stadia uh and it's just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, guys, you know, don't overpromise and underdeliver. I mean, we all know that's a politician's approach, but 
then again, at the same time, you have to realize, hey, you know, there's going to be a lot of system tech out there that we really can't go with. So hopefully they're able to get this thing fixed up or barring that, that they're not paying through the nose because we know what inevitably happens. They have to pay out for a lawsuit, which means we have to pay out in the form of higher costs for games. So kind of take that with a grain of salt there. Now, one other one I'm seeing on here, this one jumped out at me, is that some former Activision guys form a group called Audacity Games to develop games for the Atari 2600. So, I'm not sure if this is satire or if this is somebody who's just going through and saying, hey, um, what's going on here? Now, from what they're looking at right here, they're actually wanting to go ahead and do games for the Atari 2600. Um, I don't know why. You know, I mean, I get it, you know, that a lot of folks love doing retro games. I am no exception to the rule. There's a lot of older games out there that I still have unfinished business with. But at that same time, that's going a little too far back into the past. I mean, this could either come out nicely and we're having a really good time with it, or this could very well blow up in our faces. Only time will tell. Now, that being said, that's gaming news. So now we go ahead and head on into the review. So the entire Mega Man X franchise started off as an offshoot of the Mega Man franchise, which I will tell you that in and of itself, solid game. Now, the formula is simple. You have eight bosses that you have to fight, and from each of those bosses, you're actually going to get a special weapon. Uh, in turn, you use that weapon to face the other robot bosses who are susceptible to that weapon. And of course, you go on to the heavier stages, and ultimately resulting in a final showdown with the main boss, who in this case is a former Maverick Hunter by the name of Sigma. So, of course, you go through, you use the different weapons, you'll fight anywhere from two to three different iterations of him, and at that point, rinse, lather, repeat, call it a day. So, I will go through and say that with the Switch version, there were some high points and there were some low points. So, I want to talk about the high points first. Uh, number one, it translates beautifully to the Pro Controller. Uh, I'm not a fan of using the little grips on the Joy-Con mostly because my hands are huge and I really can't use it comfortably. But I mean, any port and storm, as they say. Uh, now, another nice thing about this is that they have what's called the Rookie Hunter mode. Any person who's played any of the Mega Man games will tell you that the difficulty on those games can be absolutely unforgiving. I mean, as in you're off by even a half a pixel and you're dead, which get all the way out there and you're thinking all right yeah I, you know i've got this and then boom dead and worst part of it is not one of these nice little things so okay you know you can pick up right where you died no this right here will mess you up now one of the cool things about that rookie hunter mode and yes i did try it out is that for instance if let's say you land on a pit of spikes normally that'd just be instant death this right here just takes a larger chunk of health away so all in all, pretty solid on that one. Now, let's go ahead and just give a quick overview on each of the games. Um, X1 through X3, classics, you know. You really can't say too much about them. They're true to their SNES iterations. 
um, X4. That's when we started seeing it come in on the PlayStation. We had first attempts to see the audio, uh, voice acting, uh, anime style intros and cutscenes. All in all, again, solid. You know, I will tell you that X1 through X4, that alone is worth the price of admission. Now, here's where I get a little annoyed. And may, I don't know, maybe this is just me nitpicking. But if they could fit all of those games onto one card, I don't see why they couldn't have done the same thing with the, you know, with X5 through X8. I mean, SD technology, I've seen cards upwards of 500 gigabytes or more. An average Blu-ray, or not even a Blu-ray, um, DVD disc, maybe you're looking up to one gigabyte. So, you know, kind of dropped the ball there, but I digress. That's another argument for another day. So, some of the cool things about this right here is that initially you start off playing this X, as you start heading into X4, you get access to Zero, his uh, counterpart. And of course, you know, you use the saber, so you have to get in up close and personal, but at the same time, it adds a new element to the gameplay. And then of course, as you start heading into X7 and X8, you see another hunter added, uh, goes by the name of Axel. That right there is gonna kind of throw me into a separate counterpoint. And with this counterpoint, it tells me somebody over at Capcom had a huge hard-on for Guns N' Roses. You know, I mean, you see this not just in the Mega Man games for the most part, but also in Final Fight, where you see characters named Axel, Slash, Duff, um, just to name a few. And you look at that and say, hey, um, who's the nut for Guns N' Roses? Well, as you start heading into X5, you see, okay, you're thinking, okay, this is Grizzly Slash. No, it's Crescent Grizzly. This is Duff McWellen. No, this is Tidal Whale. So, long story short, I think somebody over there got a cease and desist, or they got a formal knock it off letter. But that, as they say, is another argument for another day. Now, I want to go ahead and kind of head a little bit more in here. Give me a second, my notes are not wanting to cooperate with me today. So, with this right here, you actually get really good quality on there. I mean, you have just enough of that retro feel to let you know, hey, you know, I mean, it reminds me of my days during the summer where I would be sitting at home, I'd have a Dr. Pepper to my right, I'd have a bag of nacho cheese Doritos to my left, and, you know, I mean, I'd be in seventh heaven. Now, with this right here, I do have to say, and this is not so much slamming on the games in the collection, so much as they are slamming on the games as a whole, particularly Mega Man X5 and Mega Man X7. X5 because the whole limited time scenario and trying to actually get all the pieces that you need for either items, which I will not go into the details because that's very spoiler heavy. X5, just, I wish I knew what happened. I really do, because they were riding high on the success train with X4. X5 is like, <laughs> now, X6, genius. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. Um, granted, yes, a lot more reading on the cutscenes than what I'm used to, but, you know, at the same time, it is what it is. Now, X7, to be fair, that is their first attempt at going in with a 2D to 3D transition. But at the same time, 
for one, they focus more on Axel rather than they do X. I mean, literally, you don't get access to X until you're at the end game. And at that point, it's like, well, why even give them access in the first damn place? You know, I mean, especially by that point, you're thinking, okay, you know, yeah, I don't have to go hunting for parts. Nope. And they say, okay, well, now you got him unlocked, so now you got to go back and go look for all those parts. Sorry, but not wanting to do that. Now, X8... I will say, pretty solid, you know, and I like the fact that they give you two different sets of armor, but at the same time, you know, again, they really, you know, they really shot the mark, and a couple areas they undershot it just because uh, some of the bosses on there are colossally annoying, but the other thing is that, and if you play to the end of this, you'll see what I'm talking about, they left it open, you know, I mean, you say, yes, there could be a Mega Man X9, but also know if we just left it on there as like, hey, it is what it is. So, that being said, let's head into the final wrap-up. So, overall, phenomenal nod to my past. I mean, I remember us going through and saying, no, use this weapon on this guy, use this one on this guy, do this to get the gold armor, you know. Uh, the X challenge mode, going to two-on-one competition against the bosses, of nice touch, I will tell you, it's interesting to see things like uh, Chill Penguin teamed up with uh, Whirlwind Pegasus, you know, so those right there overall offers a really good replay and definitely a nice little change of it. Now, again, X5 and X7, yikes, you know, just, I really wish I knew what the hell Capcom was thinking on that one. And then, you know, again, somebody having a hard-on for the Guns N' Roses band, I mean, I'll admit, yes, they do phenomenal music but at the same time you know you cannot name every character axel slash duff etc without it raising somebody's ire so all in all what am i going to rate this i'm going to go ahead and call this a four out of five So now we go ahead and head on into the review. So the entire Mega Man X franchise started off as an offshoot of the Mega Man franchise, which I will tell you that in and of itself, solid game. Now, the formula is simple. You have eight bosses that you have to fight, and from each of those bosses, you're actually going to get a special weapon. Uh, in turn, you use that weapon to face the other robot bosses who are susceptible to that weapon. And of course, you go on to the heavier stages and ultimately resulting in a final showdown with the main boss who in this case is a former maverick hunter by the name of sigma so of course you go through you use the different weapons you'll fight anywhere from two to three different iterations of him and at that point rinse lather repeat call of the day so i will go through and say that with the switch version there were some high points and there were some low points. So I want to talk about the high points first. Uh, number one, it translates beautifully to the Pro Controller. Uh, I'm not a fan of using the little grips on the Joy-Con mostly because my hands are huge and I really can't use it comfortably. But, I mean, any port in a storm, as they say. Uh, now, another nice thing about this is that they have what's called the Rookie Hunter mode. Any person who's played any of the Mega Man games will tell you that the difficulty on those games can be absolutely unforgiving. 
I mean, as in you're off by even a half a pixel and you're dead, which you get all the way out there and you're thinking, all right, yeah, I, you know, I've got this. And then boom, dead. And the worst part of it is not one of these nice little things of, okay, you know, you can pick up right where you died. No, this right here will mess you up. Now, one of the cool things about that rookie hunter mode, and yes, I did try it out, is that, for instance, if let's say you land on a pit of spikes, normally that'd just be instant death. This right here just takes a larger chunk of health away. So all in all, pretty solid on that one. Now, let's go ahead and just give a quick overview on each of the games. Um, X1 through X3 classics, you know. You really can't say too much about them. They're true to their SNES iterations. Um, X4, that's when we started seeing it come in on the PlayStation. We have first attempts at CD audio, uh, voice acting, uh, anime style intros and cutscenes. All in all, again, solid. You know, I will tell you that X1 through X4, that alone is worth the price of admission. Now, here's where I get a little annoyed. And may, I don't know, maybe this is just me nitpicking, but if they could fit all of those games onto one card, I don't see why they couldn't have done the same thing with the, you know, with X5 through X8. I mean, SD technology, I've seen cards upwards of 500 gigabytes or more. An average Blu-ray, or not even a Blu-ray, um, DVD disc, maybe you're looking up to one gigabyte. So, you know, kind of drop the ball there, but I digress. That's another argument for another day. So some of the cool things about this right here is that initially you start off playing this X, as you start heading into X4, you get access to Zero, his uh, counterpart. And of course, you know, you use the saber, so you have to get in up close and personal, but at the same time, it adds a new element to the gameplay. And then of course, as you start heading into X7 and X8, you see another hunter added, uh, goes by the name of Axel. That right there is going to kind of throw me into a separate counterpoint. And with this counterpoint, it tells me somebody over at Capcom had a huge hard-on for Guns N' Roses. You know, I mean, you see this not just in the Mega Man games for the most part, but also in Final Fight, where you see characters named Axel, Slash, Duff, um, just to name a few. And you look at that and say, hey, um, who's the nut for Guns N' Roses? Well. As you start heading into X5, you see, okay, you're thinking, okay, this is Grizzly Slash. No, it's Crescent Grizzly. This is Duff McWellen. No, this is Tidal Whale. So, long story short, I think somebody over there got a cease and desist, or they got a formal knock it off letter. But that, as they say, is another argument for another day. Now, I want to go ahead and kind of head a little bit more in here. Give me a second, my notes are not wanting to cooperate with me today. So, with this right here, you actually get really good quality on there. I mean, you have just enough of that retro feel to let you know, hey, you know, I mean, it reminds me of my days during the summer where I would be sitting at home, I'd have a Dr. Pepper to my right, I'd have a bag of nacho cheese Doritos to my left, and, you know, I mean, I'd be in seventh heaven. Now, with this right here, I do have to say, and this is not so much slamming on the games in the collection, so much as they are slamming on the games as a whole, particularly Mega Man X5 and Mega Man X7. 
X5 because the whole limited time scenario and trying to actually get all the pieces that you need for either items, which I will not go into the details because that's very spoiler heavy. X5, just, I wish I knew what happened. I really do because they were riding high on the success train with X4. X5 is like, now X6, genius. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. Um, granted, yes, a lot more reading on the cutscenes than what I'm used to, but you know, at the same time, it is what it is. Now, X7, to be fair, that is their first attempt at going in with a 2D to 3D transition. But at the same time, for one, they focus more on Axel rather than they do X. I mean, literally, you don't get access to X until you're at the end game. And at that point, it's like, well, why even give them access in the first damn place? You know, I mean, especially by that point, you're thinking, okay, you know, yeah, I don't have to go hunting for parts. Nope. And they say, okay, well, now you got him unlocked, so now you got to go back and go look for all those parts. Sorry, but not wanting to do that. Now, X8, I will say, pretty solid. You know, and I like the fact that they give you two different sets of armor. But at the same time, you know, again, they really... You know, they really shot the mark and a couple areas they undershot it just because uh, some of the bosses on there are colossally annoying. But the other thing is that, and if you play to the end of this, you'll see what I'm talking about. They left it open. You know, I mean, you say, yes, there could be a Mega Man X9, but also no, if we just left it on there, it's like, hey, it is what it is. So that being said, let's head into the final wrap up. So, overall, phenomenal nod to my past. I mean, I remember us going through and saying, no, use this weapon on this guy, use this one on this guy, do this to get the gold armor, you know. Uh, the X challenge mode, going uh, two-on-one competition against the bosses, of nice touch. I will tell you, it's interesting to see things like uh, Chill Penguin teamed up with uh, Whirlwind Pegasus, you know, so... Those right there, overall, offers a really good replay and definitely a nice little change of it. Now, again, X5 and X7, yikes. You know, just, I really wish I knew what the hell Capcom was thinking on that one. And then, you know, again, somebody having a hard-on for the Guns N' Roses band, I mean, I'll admit, yes, they do phenomenal music. But at the same time, you know, you cannot name every character Axel, Slash, Duff, etc. without it raising somebody's ire. So all in all, what am I going to rate this? I'm going to go ahead and call this a 4 out of 5. 